Welcome to class. My name is Jeff Pallier, and you're listening to HeroClix 201. With this show, I want to dive into details that many players, especially newer ones, may not know. This is a history lesson where you'll learn about game elements that don't come into play very often. Today's episode was recorded on 10 April 2019. Set Spotlight, where I talk about a specific release and feature noteworthy figures from that set. The final set of 2004, Mutant Mayhem, was very exciting for Heroclix fans. Three game elements were added to boosters for the first time. Bystanders, Feats, and Battlefield Conditions. Bystanders had appeared before, but not in boosters. Feats and Battlefield Conditions were brand new game elements. There were seven Bystanders, six Battlefield Conditions, and eight Feats. When it came to figures, there were 84 REV figures in the set, 12 Uniques, a Chase, 18 Prizing LEs, and a few special releases still considered part of the set. None of the bystanders in this set are particularly useful. Perhaps the least useless among them was Peter Parker's high school tormentor, Flash Thompson. Flash was 7-7-13-1, with no range and no team ability for 5 points. These days, there are far better options for 5 points. Alpha Flight's Puck, MM025, is our rookie this time out. This common figure was 38 points for the Avengers team ability, no range, and five clicks. The keywords Alpha Flight and Soldier would be added later. He opened with three clicks each of Charge and Combat Reflexes. On clicks four and five, he had Stealth and Incapacitate. His short dial started with 8, 10, 16, 2, and ended with 5, 8, 14, 2. The experienced North Star, MM068, was built for hit-and-run tactics. A rare character, Northstar, with 61 points for 5 clicks, Flight, the Avengers team ability, and no range. He had 3 clicks of hypersonic speed, followed by 2 clicks of flurry. Northstar had toughness his entire dial. He started with 12-9-16-2 and ended with 10-7-14-1. He'd later be given the Alpha Flight keyword. MM072, Tanarak, was the veteran version of Alpha Flight's Sasquatch. At this point, Walter Langowski had completely lost control to the Great Beast. Tanarak was 166 points for 11 clicks, with no team ability and no range. He had Battle Fury his entire dial and Leap Climb the first 4 clicks. Super Strength the first 5 clicks led to Blaze Claw's Fangs the last 6. He started with 3 clicks of Impervious, followed by 4 clicks of Invulnerability and 4 clicks of Toughness. His first click had 10, 11, 17, 4, and click 11 was 6, 7, 12, 2. He'd retroactively be given the keywords Brute and Monster. Gladiator MM091 of the Shi'ar Imperial Guard was one of the unique figures from this set. For 205 points, Gladiator brought 11 clicks, 10 range, flight, no team ability, and the keywords martial artist, shiar, soldier, and warrior to the table. 
His opening 14 movement with running shot meant that he could effectively shoot somebody 17 squares away. He also had running shot, although only with a 12 movement, on click 2. Clicks 3 and 4 had charge, and there were no other movement powers. He had super strength on clicks 1 through 7. Defensively, he started with 2 clicks of impervious, followed by 3 clicks of invulnerability, and then toughness the rest of the dial. Gladiator started with 2 clicks of ranged combat expert in case somebody was foolish enough to come into his range, and followed that with 3 clicks of close combat expert. His incredible starting numbers of 14, 12, 17, 4 dropped down to 6, 6, 13, 2 by the end. The chase figure, yes, only one chase, was MM097 Giant Man. This was the Giant Man of Earth 1610, the so-called Ultimate Universe. This figure had the giant size damage symbol, the Ultimate's team ability, zero range, eight clicks, and the keywords shield, scientist, and ultimates for 109 points. He had super strength the first five clicks, invulnerability the first three, and toughness clicks four through eight. He started with 12, 10, 16, 4, and ended with 8, 7, 11, 2. RLE this lesson isn't a typical one. This is MM218 Hulk, and he was a mail-away through Wizard Magazine. Of the $6.99 price tag, $1 went to the Red Cross's Tsunami Relief Fund. This Hulk was 120 points for 9 clicks, no range or team ability, and would be given the keywords Brute and Monster. He started with an activation click of 5-6-12-0 with no powers and then hulked out on click 2 with 8-8-17-3. Eight, eight, His greatest movement was clicks 4 and 5 with a 10 move. His strongest attack was 10 on click 4. His highest defense number was 17 on click 2, and his highest damage was 5 on clicks 8 and 9. He had charge on clicks 2 to 5, leap climb clicks 6 to 9, super strength on every click except the first, and battle fury on clicks 4 through 7. Defensively, he had toughness on clicks 2, 7, and 8, invulnerability on clicks 3, 4, and 6, and impervious on click 5. The sculpt was the same one used in the REV versions of the set, except that he was molded in translucent green. The same effect was used for MM222 Hulk. The last figure I'm covering this time is one of the 2005 commissioned exclusives, MM220 Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix was playable at 1,800 or 600 points. Whichever point value, she was on a 2x2 base with Flight, the Colossal Damage Symbol, the Power Cosmic Team Ability, 10 range with 3 targets, and would be given the keyword Cosmic. At the full 1,000 points, she had 22 clicks of life. At 800 points, she started on click 4 for 19 clicks of life, and at 600 points, she only had 16 clicks. Her opening click at 1,000 points was 12, 14, 19, 7. At 800 points was 12, 13, 18, 6, and 10, 11, 17, 6 at 600 points. She had running shot on clicks 1 through 8, plus 21 and 22. She had two clicks of Earthbound Neutralized on clicks 14 and 15. There weren't any other powers on those clicks, and they had the lowest combat values of the entire dial. She had Quake clicks 7 to 11, 
penetrating psychic blast clicks 12, 13, and 16 to 20, finishing with two clicks of Pulse Wave. Her top dial impervious went through click 8 before changing to invulnerability. The invulnerability went through click 13. Toughness was on clicks 16 to 19, and she closed with regeneration on clicks 20 to 22. Her only power in the damage slot was Outwit, which she had on clicks 1 through 10 and 16 through 20. There are keywords we all know and use, both named and generic. But what about the other, almost unknown keywords? Let's reach into the keyword cornucopia. 12 as a keyword was only retroactively given to characters. As an element from comics, the 12 refers to 12 mutants that were sought by Apocalypse in his belief that they'd help him obtain godhood. They were Bishop, Cable, Cyclops, Iceman, Living Monolith, Magneto, Jean Grey, Polaris, Professor X, Mikhail Rasputin, Storm, and Sunfire. Of those, only half of them have had Heroclix figures with the keyword. There could certainly be new versions of any of those 12, given the keyword 12. It's Team Ability Time Capsule. In this segment, I'll talk about an ATA or a Team Ability that isn't used any longer. The Alpha Flight keyword granted access to two ATAs. The first ATA was called Alpha Flight and had a cost of 4 points per character. It read, quote, Once during each game, choose any Team Ability or opposing character. Each friendly character using this team ability modifies its attack by plus one when attacking the chosen character or a character possessing the chosen team ability, end quote. If that sounds familiar, it's because this ATA was very similar to the Ultimate X-Men team ability that I've previously covered. The second ATA was Department H and cost three points per character. It read, quote, when a character using this team ability is KO'd, roll a d6 for each friendly character that can use this team ability. If the result is 1 through 4, heal this character 1 click. If the result is 5 through 6, heal this character 2 clicks." End quote. This ETA was created by Patricia Lamb, who had won fellowship at the 2012 Heroclix World Competition. Now sponsoring. I don't have commercial sponsors, but I'm still going to promote a product or service every episode. This is a business that I like and support, and think you could too. Gone Guy Games is a brick-and-mortar store based in Oregon that also has a strong online presence. They have an incredible selection of Heroclix singles, starters, maps, and other game elements. Beyond Heroclix, they also carry Magic the Gathering, Star Wars Destiny, Star Wars X-Wing, Keyforge, and much, much more. Their online sales are both through their own website at gongai.com and through their eBay store. That's G-O-N-G-A-I-I.com, and there will be a link in the show notes. In Map Minuche, I'm going to cover a specific map or two from the hundreds that have been produced over the years. Canadian Wilderness was a map that came out with 2013's Wolverine and the X-Men set. This was an outdoor map that included blocking, elevated, hindering, and water terrain. Most of the elevated terrain was along the two longer sides of the map, forming a canyon down the center. There's also a small building in the canyon, which was also level 2 elevation. While not a symmetrical map, it was similar enough to not make a huge difference what side one started one. 
the blocking and hindering terrain squares weren't plentiful and provided little cover. This would have been a very good map for a team that could ignore elevation for movement and or targeting. Battlefield conditions can help your team or hinder your enemy. Of course, that's a double-edged sword. Time to break down some BFC DNA. Mutant Mayhem had six battlefield condition cards randomly packed in boosters. We're going to cover two of them now. The first was Darkness. Darkness read, quote, Characters with a range value greater than 6 have a range value of 6 instead. Perplex may not be used to increase a range to a number greater than 6. Powers and abilities that affect characters up to 10 squares away instead affect characters only up to 6 squares away. End quote. This would have been more of a threat with older sets where range values greater than 6 were more common. In today's game, it is far less common to have a range beyond 6 or 7, so this would mainly prevent Perplex being used to up that more. Our second BFC this lesson is the deadly Earthquake. Quote, At the beginning of each player's turn, that player rolls two six-sided dice. If the combined result is 2 to 3, remove this Earthquake from the game. Characters without the wing speed symbol are each dealt 3 damage. End quote. Ouch. The odds of this going off weren't great, but it became more likely the longer a game went on. Clearly, a player would only want to play this if their team all had the wing symbol. What are the things you reach for when you want more than standard light and heavy objects? From cardboard objects with special abilities to 3D representations, from word balloons to light constructs, this is item inspection. The teleport pad was a cardboard object that came in random boosters of the DC set Collateral Damage. It had the blue ring which made it an immobile object. The text for it read, quote, Optional. If a character friendly to you is adjacent to this object, give the character a power action and move it up to six squares, ignoring characters and terrain features for movement purposes. End quote. Effectively, this gave characters a chance to use a power action to gain phasing teleport to move up to six spaces. The teleport pad didn't have any additional point cost toward your build total. The light post was another of the 3D objects from back in Infinity Challenge. It came packaged in the Outdoor Adventure Kit. The light post was a heavy object with an additional effect. Quote, a target with 0 or 1 action token that is successfully hit with this object also receives an action token, which can result in pushing damage. End quote. These days, it wouldn't cause pushing damage to a character that already has two action tokens, but a version of incapacitate on top of the bonus for using a heavy object in an attack would still be welcome. Like the teleport pad, there was no extra cost to add this to your build. The problem with the light post is that it didn't stand up very well. My own light post is glued to a base to help it remain vertical. For a price, you could add extra powers to your characters if they met certain qualifications. These are the featured feats. Mutant Mayhem also had 8 feats packaged in random boosters, and we'll look at two of them as well. The first is Pounce. Pounce had an upside and a downside. It had a prerequisite in that a character had to have Leap Climb and a damage value of 1 or 2. It granted attack and damage modifiers of plus 1 each. The text read, quote, choose a character. Give this character a power action. 
Move the character up to a speed value and make a close combat attack as a free action. Move the character up to its speed value and make a close combat attack as a free action. After resolving the action, the character takes one unavoidable damage, end quote. Pounce had a cost of 15 points toward the build total. Next, we're going to look at Passenger. This had a cost of merely 5 points. Passenger had a prerequisite of Leap Climb or Phasing Teleport. This feat granted, quote, Choose a character. When this character uses Leap Climb or Phasing Teleport, it may carry a single character. After this character resolves an action using Passenger, it takes one pushing damage that ignores willpower and team abilities, end quote. Clearly, this allowed a team without a flyer to move a piece into position that may not have been able to bypass terrain otherwise. It's interesting that both feats caused, in effect, unavoidable damage, but worded it very differently even though they're both from the same set. Time for character creation, where I'll take a character that's never been clicked or should be redone and give them a new dial and card. Our new character this lesson isn't one that I particularly like, but I was surprised that he's never been clicked before. This is Random. Random first appeared in 1993's X Factor number 88 by Peter David and Joe Quesada. When he first appeared, Random was simply an immoral bounty hunter with undefined shape-shifting and energy projection powers. It was eventually revealed that he was a teenager faking being an adult and had been working for Dark Beast. Random would be 75 points for 6 clicks, 6 range single target, the Brotherhood team ability, and the Acolytes, Brotherhood, Utopia, and X-Factor keywords. He'd have a single trait, Random Mutant Power Adaption. It would read, quote, when random is the target of an attack, roll 1d6. He can use the result rolled for this attack. 1. Shape change. 2. Energy shield deflection. 3. Combat reflexes. 4. Super senses. 5. The mystic's team ability. 6. Choose one. End quote. He'd have 2 clicks of running shot, 2 clicks of charge, and 2 clicks of flurry. His first 4 clicks would have super strength, and then 2 clicks of quake. Random would start with two clicks of invulnerability, then two clicks of toughness, then two clicks of regeneration. He'd have Battle Fury, his final two clicks. His opening click would be 8 11 18 4. His final click would be 6 9 15 4, although his damage would be lower in between. That's it for this time. Thank you for listening. HeroClicks 201 is presented by the Podcastcadia Network. Questions or comments? Want to chime in about an upcoming topic? I welcome your feedback. Search for HeroClix201 on Facebook, where you'll also find a visual companion to the various things I discussed this episode. You can also support the show on Patreon. Special thanks to HC Realms for being an incredible source of information and images. The theme music is Getting It Done by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Next lesson, I'll be talking about legacy. Until then, be good, have fun, play clicks!